This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, Community Radio for Dublin 15. Alright guys, it is Tuesday here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Welcome to Rest of You. Again, uh, long-term fans of the show here might be wondering, what happened to the rest of your international desk? Well, look, um, that show is now defunct. It's on indefinite hiatus. It might come back. We might do the odd special show if Corey or Gary or Bryn ever want to kind of drop in and do a show like that again or whatever, you know. But um, it, it's just, you know, Bryn doesn't really like resting anymore. Um, so there's no point kind of looking for a new host on that. So I've taken the opportunity to kind of reboot the show into just WrestleView or WrestleView Ireland uh, from the WrestleView.com side of things. Um, so yeah, that's where we're going. And what's going to happen is either it's going to be uh, a, a straight cut from uh, a show called Freelands Rewind, which is a, a fantastic show, which I'm on a fair bit. And uh, it's done by uh, a good friend of mine, Mike Freeland. Um, over on the True Penny Show um, feed, so you can check that out there as well. Or else, um, it'll be you know an interview, a show with Adam, a show with other uh, contributors from Wrestleview or from the world of wrestling. Um, I don't really know. It, it kind of gives me a bit more freedom though to kind of uh, do different things with wrestling um, outside of just uh, the the desk, because uh, I think the desk had its own uh, character, its own. Uh, soul as such so doing it this way provides you know content for rest of you but also provides a weekly show for the people who listen exclusively on phoenix fm so nothing's changing um the show's still going to go over uh on phoenix fm every week it's going to go out on rest of you i just talked to adam there today it's going to go out on rest of you on their feed and it's also going to go on nerdtoknowmedia.com as well and through those feeds so you know, we're not going anywhere. There's still going to be wrestling hosted on this slot. So, um, you know, stay tuned. But this week is going to be interesting. The first part of Mike Freeland's Freeland's Wrestling Rewind. Um, and it, it's, you know, it's a very, very interesting show. We Check it out. And uh, we'll see you next week here on WrestleView. On Phoenix 92.5 FM, WrestleView.com and NerdToKnowMedia.com. Again, for joining us here on the Rewind. And before we get started this week, I do want to let you know that the Rewind is brought to you by the True Penny Show. Catch James True Penny and his cast of wrestling minds as they talk about everything in the world of Japan and Japanese wrestling. That's the True Penny Show. You can find their podcast anywhere fine podcasts are made available, and you can interact with them on Facebook and on Twitter. And if you'd like to go ahead and interact with James himself, you can follow him at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. All right, guys, so it's going to be a solo show this week just because scheduling was getting a little crazy uh, between myself and some of my uh, co-hosts. So you're getting me and just me this week. And something else that I want to make sure that we plug, guys, if you have not checked out Power Slam TV, I definitely recommend you guys do it. You can follow them over on Twitter at Power Slam TV. Now you're probably asking yourself, Mike, what's Power Slam TV? Well, it's the Power Slam Wrestling Network. It's the largest pro wrestling channel with over 4,800 hours and over 120 promotions all over the web 
and you can get them on your mobile device. You can go ahead and go to their Twitter and you can click for a free trial. Now, speaking of free trial, you can go ahead and get yourself a free month when you use promo code MULLETWATCH. Once again, go ahead and use promo code MULLET, M-U-L-L-E-T, W-A-T-C-H, and get your free month. I think that's a phenomenal, phenomenal opportunity to see a lot of different promotions you might not get a normal opportunity to see depending on where you live in the world. Also, we want to let you know that Telling Stories is also a huge show right now that's going on with the Truepenny Network. Definitely check out James Truepenny and his second show where he tells all different kinds of stories about professional wrestling. Guys, I'm telling you right now, it is an unbelievable podcast. Make sure that you tune in and listen to it. This week, he's going to look at gimmick matches in the Rough Guide to Violence. Once again, that's Telling Stories with your host, James Truepenny. All right, so getting into my first topic, you know, we're talking about everything post-WrestleMania. And what you know about WrestleMania is it's the culmination of everything. And then after WrestleMania, it starts the big process leading up to the next WrestleMania. Well, after WrestleMania, you'll always have the superstar shakeup. Different superstars are going to be changing different brands. Some people from Raw are going to SmackDown. Some people from SmackDown are going to Raw. What's going to happen? We did find out that Finn Balor and we did find out that Roman Reigns are going to be going to SmackDown. We found out some other guys are going to be coming to Monday Night Raw, such as The Miz. That's a big deal. He is going to be going to Raw. So it's going to get exciting. We're going to see what's going to happen here. We're going to get some more NXT call-ups. And that's something that I'm going to get into a little bit later on is exactly the difference between the nature of NXT and the world that is NXT, what, what they have created, what Triple H has created, as opposed to what they call the main roster, which is what Vince's creation is, and how characters are portrayed in NXT versus how they're portrayed once they make it to the main roster. We're also going to be talking about some wrestlers that have decided that, you know what, it's time to part ways with WWE, and some wrestlers who may still be on the fence as far as their WWE future goes. So let's kind of jump right into it right now. Like I said before, you got some guys that are jumping between the brands, which is exciting. Definitely, if you're going to be wanting to continue watching WWE product, you're going to get a little bit different flavor as we go along the next several months. I'm sure the storylines are going to be picking up as well, hopefully. Uh, unfortunately, the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, guys, the ratings were not good. They dropped yet again. You know, my opinion with this, I really do hope that the storylines get more intriguing, and I do hope they turn up the attitude a little bit more, and they kind of get a little less PG, because at the end of the day, I understand that they're trying to market their product towards kids. If, if you market it towards kids, obviously kids are going to grow up with it, they're going to be more loyal to it, they're going to buy the products, they're the ones that are dragging their parents to the department stores to buy the shirts, and the action figures, and the hats, etc., etc., but it doesn't do a whole lot for your demographic of your 18 to 35-year-olds, which I'm actually sad to say I'm outside of the demographic at that point because I just recently turned 38, but it, it doesn't do a whole lot for us. Now, here's the question. Is it really supposed to do anything for us? That, that's the big thing. You know, a lot of people watch WrestleMania. A lot of people watch Raw and SmackDown, and, and they say, man, I'm really, really disappointed with it. I mean, I'm just really, I'm not interested in the product anymore. Is the product really designed for you to enjoy? Some people will say it's, it's not anymore. Some people will say, well, I really hope that it gets back to being a little bit more edgy. What's going to happen? 
We know that Vince has brought back Bruce Pritchard. What's going to happen with that? A lot of speculation has been floating around whether Bruce's role within the company is going to be just you know, another side-hand man for Vince to work with when it comes to creative, or is Bruce going to be the head dude? We don't know. Time will tell. But I think it was really interesting here because there have been some superstars that have decided that WWE might not necessarily be exactly for them. And Alexander Wolfe very well may be leaving WWE. Now, in a statement on Twitter, he said, the German superstar, discussed his information as far as the faction of sanity is concerned in his friendship that he has with Eric Young and Killian Dane and Nikki Cross. Now, Alexander Wolf went on to say, I want to thank the SmackDown locker room. I want to thank the fans. I would love to thank everybody. It has been amazing. Goodbye, WWE. Now, this is really interesting because this also kind of sheds a little light on a cryptic tweet from Killian Dane as well. And Killian Dane, you know, also kind of gave the idea um, or at least planted the seed in everybody's mind that he is either not going to be used very much or the fact that he is soon going to be asking for his release as well. Let me just kind of pause everything right here. You know, Sanity was a big deal in NXT. They were over. I mean, they had some phenomenal matches. They get brought up to the main roster. What happens? Nothing. And, and, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way because as if they didn't do anything. I think they gave their whole heart. I just feel like whoever is in charge of creative as far as the main roster is concerned on SmackDown and Raw, I don't feel like it's going really well. You know, we just found out that at the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame weekend, that the road dog had stepped down from being head of creative on the writing team for SmackDown, and he's going to be obviously relocated in another position. And then another writer on the writing team has gone ahead and officially said goodbye as well. So that kind of makes me wonder, you know, if you're supposed to be in charge of the writing team, yet you have to report to Vince McMahon, how much of what you really have created actually ends up making it out to the ring and how much of it gets filtered through the eyes of Vince McMahon, who I think I'm not the only one who believes this, but I honestly think that the, the, the business has passed him up. What Triple H is doing is the way the business should be run. And I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that when Triple H takes over the reins and he will be the heir apparent to Vince McMahon, won't be Shane. Definitely he's not going to be 100% Stephanie. Although, because she's married to him, she'll be involved. I definitely think Triple H is going to do a great job. He has shown that he has the mind for this business. And I feel like that's a phrase that gets thrown around so often. Oh, this person has a great mind for the business. This person has, has exactly what the fans are looking for. They know how to put butts in seats. But very few times does that ever really work out. Look what happened with Vince Russo. Didn't really work out. No offense to Jim Cornette. Did that really work out too well either? No, not really. So when it comes to Triple H, I feel like he has got a really good mixture of what fans like, where society is going, but the fact that it needs to be wrestling-based. It, it's not just storylines and people talking with microphones. He gets it. Look at NXT. It does really, really well. Now, keep in mind, NXT, you know, probably draws when they're down in Florida, maybe 500 people per taping, and that's fine. 
Because when they do their their NXT takeovers, they're, they're selling out the Barclays Center. They're doing really well. But on WWE main TV, Raw and SmackDown, are they doing sellouts? Very rarely. Are their house shows doing well? Very rarely. So I wonder if a lot of people are starting to realize the writing on the wall. You know what? Vince doesn't want to let go of the reins. I'm not going to get pushed. I'm not going to get an opportunity. I got an opportunity when Triple H was in charge, but now that I'm on the main roster, I'm not getting anything. Can you really blame these people? Can you blame Alexander Wolf? Can you blame Killian Dane if they go ahead and ask for the release and get it granted? I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all. Speaking to people who are talking about wanting their release, it's not just these two guys. Trust me, there have been people who have asked in the past for their release and haven't gotten it. And I think Vince McMahon is really concerned, more so than I believe that it's being portrayed right now, about AEW. I think he is. I think he's concerned about it. And rightfully so. I think they're going to put out a good product. They recently signed Jim Ross. He's not only going to be a commentator, but he's going to be a vice president, consultant, whatever you want to call him, as far as working with the talent and working with the relations department, as far as signing guys and being, probably have his fingers in a lot of pies, and I think that's fantastic. Because Jim's the guy you want to do that. Think about all the successful times in WWE. Jim played a big part of that. Yeah, and a lot of people can look back and say, well, hold on a second, Mike. When Razor Ramon and Diesel left, he was the guy who had the novel idea of coming up with fake Razor and fake Diesel. I get it. Not every single idea is a home run. Eh, sometimes you might uh, swing really hard and, and, and get a little ground ball to the pitcher's mound. I get it. It happens. That's life. But guess who else is looking to leave WWE? Former Intercontinental Champion Luke Harper. He announced on Twitter that he has asked for his release. You know another guy who's not really happy right now with WWE? Oh, I'll tell you who it is. Dolph Ziggler. He's taken a sabbatical from WWE. WWE wanted to offer him a backstage producer role, and he said, no, thank you. So he's doing his comedy tour right now. I'm telling you, it's not good. War Machine gets brought up on Monday Night Raw. They changed their name to The Viking Experience. What? You change them from who they are? A successful brand? Guys, this is no different than if I were to... There's a, there's a successful restaurant, really good one, and they decide to sell, and I buy this restaurant. I'm not going to change the name of the restaurant. I'm not going to change it to Mike's Bar and Grill. I'm going to leave it whatever the hell it's called. If it's called Bobby's Bar and Grill, I'm going to leave it Bobby's Bar and Grill. Because people are attracted to what they know. People like consistency. Changing their name was not a good idea. Now, I read a lot of articles that said, well, you have to understand. They had to change the name because the word war wasn't exactly PC. Advertisers might not want to be associated with something that's that's labeled war. So the Viking experience. Okay. Whatever. This is sad. This is just, this, this makes no sense to me whatsoever. Because if WWE is a successful product, 
then people are going to be sponsoring it regardless of what you call the people, anything less than something obscene and vulgar. I mean, how is that bad? You know, we called a guy Pimp Daddy one time, the Godfather. Pimp and hose? Hello? Prostitution? They still had sponsors. Just saying. Think about that one. But there's a lot of different things, guys, that are happening in the in the WWE that people just don't like. You know, people don't like the road schedule. And, and that's been a big thing that people don't like. And AEW is talking about maybe having a season. And then maybe giving some guys some time off. Maybe let them do some independent shows. Maybe let them heal up. Maybe let them just have time off. Maybe handle it like it's a baseball season or a football season or a soccer season. Those are some ideas that have been floated around, and I don't blame them. This 24-7, 365 thing, not everyone wants to digest that every single week. And remember, you know the old phrase, less is more? Oh, that is so true. Three hours on Monday. I believe SmackDown's going to be three hours when it moves to Fox. I don't think it's a good thing. I don't think that's a good thing. And speaking of things that aren't good things, you know, Ronda Rousey. She signed a big contract with WWE, so we know she's going to be part of the WWE family. But where, where does the Ronda Rousey character go from here? You know, we heard a lot of speculation about, well, Ronda's going to be taking off some time. Ronda wants to have a family. Ronda wants to heal up. We found out that Ronda got injured. Ronda had surgery, et cetera, et cetera. I get that. She broke her hand, broke her wrist, arm, whatever the hell it was. She got injured. But if she takes some time off, is WWE, is it going to be wanting Ronda Rousey? I don't know. You know, and, that, and that's a question that I've asked a lot of people. Was Ronda Rousey really what was interesting about the women's division? Or was it the fact that the women's division was just really good even without Ronda Rousey? And I think it's the latter of the two. Did Ronda kind of make things interesting? Yeah, she did. Was she the be-all, end-all? Absolutely not. I think that Ronda just happened to be there during the perfect storm, which was the evolution, if you will, the the coming out party of one Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is the real deal now, folks. She's here. She ain't going anywhere. She's not going off to make movies. She's not going off to have babies. Not to say anything's wrong with either one of those, because it's not. This is your life. These are your choices. You can do what you want. But I think Becky Lynch is here for the long haul, and I think she's going to do a lot of good. I really, really do. And I think Charlotte Flair is amazing. I've always been a big Charlotte Flair fan. I think she's going to do fantastic. And I hope and I pray, oh gosh, I hope and I pray that this doesn't get screwed up. Is that when they bring the women from NXT up, they allow them to still be who they were in NXT on the main roster. Shayna Baszler is my favorite, favorite female wrestler. Like I said, I got love. I got love for all the girls in WWE because I believe they're great performers. But I think Shayna Baszler is going to be amazing. I think when they when they reform the four horsewomen on the main roster, I think that's going to be awesome. You know, the women already main evented WrestleMania 35. This is just the beginning, you guys. All women's pay-per-view, another one, it's going to happen. Be ready for it. Another women match highlighting WrestleMania, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. 
Women are getting their just due, and I am so happy for that. But I don't know. WWE is very weird, and it's very hard, and it's very bipolar to understand because one minute it seems like, oh man, they're hitting on all cylinders, and then the next minute it seems like uh, they don't really know what they're doing. One minute they got this great, great talent pool that's in NXT, just bring these guys up, and then they make it to the main roster and nothing happens with them. And you could say that about a lot of guys. I don't really feel like they gave Bobby Roode his just due. And people are going to complain and say, wait a minute, he was a tag team champion. You know, Bobby Roode's been champion before, blah, blah, blah. That, that's fine. But he's he's not really gotten that sustained, consistent push. And that's that 50-50 booking WWE does. 50% of the time, they're going to light a fire under your rear end and you are going to be shot to the moon. And the rest of the time, you're going to be a mid-card guy. That's the way it is. I just don't understand. I feel like WWE in a lot of ways has an identity crisis. And I've said this before to Darryl O'Connor. I've said it to Tony Cottom. I've said this a lot of times. I feel like they have an identity crisis. They don't know exactly what they are and what they want to do. They don't have a defined direction. Because I feel like Triple H has a defined direction, what he wants to do with the talent. And then Vince has his version of what he wants to do with the main roster. And they don't merge. They don't line up with each other. It doesn't work that way. So you got two guys who have their own vision of what wrestling should be like, and they don't match up. You know, I was watching WrestleMania again. I went ahead and I watched it for a second time. And I don't know how you guys feel about WrestleMania, but I, I was looking back at some of that. That pay-per-view could have been three hours. They didn't need to have all of those matches. Why would they why would they have some of the matches out there that just made no sense at all? And and I said this before, I might have even said this last week. I don't agree with when it's your last match, you should be looking up at the lights. I don't agree with that. I think that's ridiculous. There's no logic that's used with that. And then you're gonna have people argue and say, Well, wait a minute, Mike, when you when you are going out, you need to be giving the new guy the rub. You need to be putting him over. You're on your way out. Winning doesn't matter to you because you're done. But you need to leave the guy who's gonna stay with an indelible impression with the audience that, you know what? He just got the seal of approval. Has Baron Corbin ever gotten the seal of approval from the WWE universe? Never. Now, do I think Baron Corbin is talented? Absolutely, I do. Do I think he's good on the microphone? Do I think he's got a good gimmick? Do I think he's got a good look? No. Not at all. Kurt Angle lost his final match to Baron Corbin, which I'm sure Kurt doesn't mind because Kurt doesn't mind doing the job for people. But what are you going to do with Baron Corbin? Okay, he beat Kurt Angle. Okay, what's next? You're going to have him go fight for the Universal Championship? Is that what you're going to do? Whatever. And, and you know, people even got mad at our last episode when Dara and I talked about how we did not necessarily believe Kofi Kingston was the rightful heir apparent to the championship. And I had some people say and make comments that, well, you want him to be on steroids? Does he have to be a 300-pound muscle-bound guy to be champion? This is a different day and age. No, I'm not saying that. But when Kofi Kingston, for the majority of his career, has been buried as a mid-card guy and has been nothing more than that, then all of a sudden you decide, well, we're going to go ahead and push this guy. What? 
He's part of a gimmick that throws out pancakes in the audience. And I get it. Kids like that. It's, it's funny. It's ha-ha. It's the modern-day bushwhackers. But you can put the belt on him? It's a leap of faith, my friend. I don't think I necessarily would have went that far. But, just my opinion. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing. I think it would have been smart to keep the belt on AJ. And if you're not going to put the belt on AJ, then it would have been smart to put the belt on Samoa Joe. Why has the belt not been on Samoa Joe? That's a better question. Samoa Joe is so ridiculously good. And he's holding the U.S. strap. A lot of people are going to say, well, he's a, he's a title holder. He should be happy for that. Samoa Joe has been in this business for a very long time. He has paid his dues. He has made his mark. He's had some of the most phenomenal matches, no pun intended, with AJ Styles and with a lot of other. Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, the uh, before-mentioned Kurt Angle, Sting. Great matches. Oh, what was that in TNA? Oh, that's not real. That's not a good promotion. I'm not going to watch that crap. You should. You should watch it. Because Samoa Joe's really good. And that that chant, Joe's going to kill you? They said that for a reason. Samoa Joe should be WWE champion. And it's a crying shame that he's not. And it's even more crying shame that Kofi Kingston is. Oh, but, but Mike... Hold on. Kofi Kingston and the New Day, they're over. They're exciting. Are they? Are they really what the audience wants? Yeah, did you see the audience at WrestleMania? They were excited. No, they were excited for somebody other than Daniel Bryan. Because people really don't get into Daniel Bryan. And this new heel turn, some people like it. I think Tony Cottom likes it. I don't like it. I'm not that impressed with it. It doesn't do a whole lot for me. It doesn't scream WWE champion. Whatever. Just my opinion. So, I want to talk about the WWE Hall of Fame as well. What's going on with that? Am I the only one who thinks the WWE Hall of Fame? And guys, I understand. It's not like Major League Baseball. It's not like Cooperstown. It's not like the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I get it. It's just another show. It's a paid show. That's all it is. Doesn't mean anything. But I feel like they're putting everybody and their brother in the Hall of Fame nowadays. And I think the, the go-to thing that everybody likes to use is, well, they put they put Coco Beware in. Since they put Coco Beware in, they're going to put anybody in. I, I mean, do I think Coco Beware was a good choice? No. You know, am I going to crap on Coco Beware? No, I'm not going to crap on him. He had a good career. He worked many, many different territories. He was over. He was athletic. He was very innovative for that time in wrestling. He had a great body. He had a really entertaining gimmick. But I mean, you keep putting people in, you're going to start running out of people to put in. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with Brutus the Barber Beefcake. I'm not saying that at all. But really? When you think of WWE Hall of Famers, do you think of Brutus Beefcake? I understand that Owen Hart's wife won't let Owen be in the Hall of Fame. I get that. I don't I, I, I don't I don't have any ill will towards her for that reason. She has her feelings. She's entitled to her feelings. That was her husband. So be it. What about Vader? Why is Vader not in? Why is King Kong Bundy not in? I don't understand. What's what's the rationale here? 
whatever. So be it. They're, they're putting every single guy from the 80s and early 90s in right now. And they're, they're putting so many people in that you almost wonder, they're going to run out of decent people to put in. Let me ask you this question. You can at me. Do you think the WWE should take a sabbatical from the Hall of Fame for a few years? Maybe let the interest in the Hall of Fame build up a little bit more? You can at me, at Mike Freeland on Twitter. Let me know what your thoughts. WWE Hall of Fame, oversaturated or no? Keep putting them in. Whatever. We like to see that. I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh my gosh. Football. Football, football, football. We love football in America. We love it. They call football in Europe soccer. Or, or maybe we call it soccer and they call it football. I don't know. Whatever. But we saw the alliance. Was the alliance of American football? It has closed. It's now done. And now the last thing that we can wait for is the XFL. I want to I know from you guys. Are you guys excited about the XFL coming back? It's been a long time. What, 18, almost 19 years since the XFL went under? It's interesting. I don't know. You know, the XFL continues to come out with new and flashy news. And, and the most recent one was former offensive coordinator for the New York Giants, Kevin Gilbride, has been signed on uh, to be the next, I guess, head coach of the New York team and the XFL. Okay. They're trying to draw some correlation between the NFL and the XFL. We'll see. What's your thoughts on the XFL? Are you glad that it's coming back? Or do you think, eh, it didn't work out the first time, it's not going to work out the second time? You know what I personally think? I think it's a waste of money. I think people are so loyal to the NFL and college football here in the United States. Not to say that they're not hungry for football when it's the offseason, but they want to see good football. And let's be honest, the XFL, when it was here... I mean, take away all the stuff they did in the locker rooms and the cheerleaders and all the BS. It wasn't good football. It just wasn't. Arena football was even better than that. It just wasn't exciting. I'm not that interested in it. Do I think it's going to create a buzz? Yes. Do I think it will stick around? It'll stick around more than one season. You know why? Because Vince has sold so much stock that he has financially secured it to last at least a couple of seasons. There you go. There you go. I don't know. Not a fan of it. At me. I'm at Mike Freeland. Let me know what your thoughts are about that. If you think, hey, Mike, you're full of it. I think it's going to be fantastic. I think it could at some point rival the, the, the NFL. See, that's what Vince wants to do. Vince wants to be the guy who, and we saw him say this in Beyond the Mat, you know, they're going to find out what we really do. We make movies. You know, he's opened up his own film studio that he hopes to rival Hollywood. Is it working? Eh, not really. Now he wants to go ahead and potentially become an alternative to the NFL. And you know in the back of his mind he's thinking, I can take over. No, you can't. You can't do it. And I know a lot of people said you couldn't do it with Ted Turner in WCW. And he did it, and you should never doubt Vince. But you are not 
going to go against the machine that is known as the NFL. It's just not going to work. So I say, because Vince is putting money into it, yeah, it'll last two seasons. It'll last longer because he's put the money in it. Do I think it will be successful? No. Do I think you're going to get sellouts? No. Do I think you'll get the occasional fan that'll tune in? Yeah. But you're not going to get more than that. And that's my opinion on that. So I talked about Ronda Rousey a little bit earlier on the show. And, you know, she's still under contract with WWE, so she's not completely gone. But, you know, she's given a lot of hints to what her immediate future is going to be like. So the future of the former Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey in WWF is very uncertain at this moment, but it might have gotten just a little bit more clear recently on her Instagram account. Ronda hasn't been seen in WWE since she lost the Women's Championship in the main event of WrestleMania. Now, everyone knows she had surgery and she's rehabbing her broken hand that she suffered in that match. And, and, and I, I want to pause this right here and just let you know, I really liked the match, but I feel like it ended very anticlimactic. It was it had a very anticlimactic finish. And I think that was kind of the general theme of all the matches at WrestleMania. The endings? <sighs> Not so great. Anyway, back to Ronda. She went ahead and let her 12.4 million followers on her Instagram account know that she is Pregnant? Hmm. I'm preg-nation vacation. Yeah. What does that mean? I'm preg-nation vacation. Folks, and she has a picture of her and her husband kissing. She wants to have a baby. They want to have a family. I get it. I totally understand. She's at a point in her life where she's done a lot of successful stuff. She had her run in WWE. Will she come back after she has a child? Yeah, she may. But think about this. She has she, she gets pregnant. That's nine months right there. She has the child. She's obviously going to spend time with her child at least the first year. I don't think we're going to see Ronda Rousey for two years. That's my opinion. At me. At Mike Freeland. Let me know. If Ronda Rousey does end up having a child, do you think we're going to see her in the next two years, or do you think it'll be at least two years before we see her again? Let me pose this question to you. Do you even want to see Ronda Rousey back? Do you feel like she brought enough to the WWE brand that makes her a worthwhile commodity to bring back? I don't know if she does. I mean, I'm just, I'm just being honest. I think it was fun. I think she was a hot commodity for a while. I think she then kind of fizzled out a little bit. I think Becky and Charlotte being involved in the match made it very, very interesting. I think she did some good things in the build-up to that match. But I don't think the WWE is going to miss a beat without her being there. I personally think Shayna Baszler is, is going to be a better former UFC-turned-wrestler than Ronda. My opinion. Do you like Shayna Baszler? Let me know what your thoughts are. At me. I'm at Mike Freeland. I'm telling you guys, at me as much as you want. Let me know what your thoughts are because I want to know what you're thinking. 
And that's the whole point of doing shows like this. You're, you're trying to find out well, what, what, what are people thinking? Do people agree with what I'm saying? Do people disagree with what I'm saying? Do they think that I'm full of baloney? What? What is it? What's the deal? Tell me. Love to know. Speaking of things that people want to know about, AEW. I'm excited about AEW, guys. I really am. There's a lot of good buzz about it right now. And the, the one thing that I will say about AEW more than anything else that has really given me reason to sink my teeth into buying into this product, they have the money, they have the resources, they absolutely have the talent. It's been all over social media, the people that they have signed to contracts. That's not a question. The question is, are they going to have a TV deal? They're going to have a TV deal. And who's going to be in charge of creative? Is it Mr. Khan's son that's going to be in charge of creative? Tony Khan? Is he going to be in charge? I don't know. I think he's going to have a lot to do with it. I mean, he is going ahead and ponying up a heck of a lot of money. But when AEW went ahead and signed Jim Ross, and Jim, in a recent tweet with a video, was wearing an AEW hat, I think Jim is going to be able to help a lot of young people in the offices of AEW make good, solid business decisions. How to handle talent, how to work contracts, how to keep people happy, make them want to stay. When their contract is about to come up, give them enough incentives and reasons to stay with the company. And, and maybe this whole speculation about maybe we're going to do wrestling as a season, as if it was a legitimate sport, Maybe that'll catch on. A lot of people had crapped on that notion and they said, no, if you handle that like a sports season, people are going to walk away. you got to continuously be there, 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 there. Well, what about Game of Thrones? It's a product. It's a brand. They have a season. People love it. People can't wait for it to come back. Name your favorite show. Because wrestling's a show, guys. We need to stop looking at it as if it's a sport and look at it as a season. You don't have to be 24-7, 365 in your face. Isn't it the phrase, absent makes the heart grow fonder? Maybe we should try it. Try it, and if it doesn't work, go back to the 365, 24-7. Go back to that. You can always go back to that. That's your default go back to. But maybe trying that would work. Maybe treating wrestlers like people. Maybe treating wrestlers like they're real employees. Maybe stop calling them independent contractors. Maybe giving them insurance. Oh, man, this is crazy talk. But AEW understands. It's 2019. They know they're not going to go up against WWE and try to slay the beast. But WWE it is not going to be a company that you can go ahead and take your sword and chop them down with one fell swoop. No, it's going to be death by a million paper cuts. Because that's what AEW is going to do. Paper cut. Tick. 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 And soon all those little ticks are going to add up. I'm not saying WWE is going out of business, and I'm not saying that AEW is going to go ahead and, and rival them and then take over, but they have a chance they have a huge chance. But see, here's the other thing. What's so great about wrestling right now, it's not just WWE and TNA slash Impact Wrestling. MLW is doing some amazing stuff. I love what MLW is doing. I love what Ring of Honor is doing. They're doing amazing stuff. 
So I think right now you have more competition for the WWE than they have ever had, arguably, in the last 30 years, maybe even longer. You have extremely talented players in the game now, a lot more than what you had 20 to 30 years ago. And you have different minds. You have people who look at what the product was and they say, okay, well, this was great, but maybe we could have tweaked it this way or maybe we could have gone a little bit differently with this direction. That's what's going to happen. They're going to look at every single mistake that WCW made and they're going to capitalize on it. They're going to look at every single mistake Impact Wrestling has made and they're going to capitalize on it. They're smart. They're really, really smart and I think they're doing the right thing. And you know, speaking of doing the right thing, there, there is a guy who I got a tremendous amount of respect for. His name is Conrad Thompson. And he's known as the, the pod father, or whatever you want to call him. He, he's the guy that is known for being the one who has really brought wrestling podcasts to the forefront. And I'll agree with that. He has definitely brought them to the big stage. Something to wrestle with, with Bruce Pritchard, 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff. What Happened When with Tony Schiavone, and now he's doing another podcast, another one, with Jim Ross. It seems like Conrad never fails to reinvent himself. He always finds ways to stay fresh, always finds ways to stay relevant and cutting edge and entertaining. I tip my hat to him. He's doing a great job. Podcasts are great, very entertaining. I mean, I don't have a lot of time in my schedule right now to go ahead and listen to all of them. But every once in a while when I get a chance, I'll definitely go ahead and pop one on and listen to it. It's really good. And guys, speaking of things that are really good and things that you should definitely check out, and this is not just my opinion, this is the opinion of a lot of wrestling fans, Power Slam TV. If you have not checked out Power Slam TV, here's the big question. What are you waiting for? But you might be asking yourself, Mike, what is Power Slam TV? Well, Power Slam TV is a wrestling network. It's the largest pro wrestling channel with over 4,800 hours of content, over 120 promotions on the web and on your mobile device. You can click for a free trial when you follow them on Twitter. And right now, for everybody listening to my voice on this broadcast, you get a free month when you use promo code MULLETWATCH. Once again, that's a free month of Power Slam TV when you use promo code MULLETWATCH. M-U-L-L-E-T-W-A-T-C-H. MULLETWATCH. I think it's pretty cool. I like High Spots as well. High Spots has done really, really great stuff. I love watching other promotions that I don't normally get a chance to see. And I think with this day and age, if you're a wrestling fan, you should not just be, well, I I just watch Impact, or I just watch Ring of Honor, or I just watch New Japan. You should watch as much wrestling as you can. And you should watch different promotions as well. Just because they're not a mainstream, or, or just because they're not on a major network, or maybe because they don't have big name stars, doesn't mean they're not good wrestling. There's a lot of guys out there right now that are doing well that aren't named AJ Styles, that aren't named Kenny Omega, that aren't named Roman Reigns or John Cena or Kofi Kingston. Sorry, didn't mean to not have a whole lot of energy with that last one. But the point is, 
consuming as much wrestling as you can is always a good thing because you're opening yourself up to experiencing new things. And we all know experiencing new things is a good thing. It's true. It's damn true. Well, I'd like to know what your thoughts are. So I'm just going to throw out a, a, just a random question here. What are your thoughts on the state of wrestling right now? Are you happy with it? Do you like the direction it's going in? Do you not like the direction it's going in? What promotion do you watch the most? Are you a Ring of Honor person? Are you a New Japan person? What are you? Are you a WWE loyalist and you say, you know what, no matter what happens, I am never leaving WWE. If that's the case, well, I feel sorry for you because there's so much else that's out there. But you know what, to each their own. My own opinion. Guys, that is my sentiments. That's my feelings on this week's episode. Once again, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, by all means, let me know. At me, I am at Mike Freeland. I love to engage with listeners on social media. Very, very excited to hear what your thoughts are on the world of wrestling. Once again, at Mike Freeland on social media. And and by the way, let, let's keep everything uh, above above water here. There, there's no reason that we need to say anything negative or, or be nasty. Let's just let's just all get along. Let's just all get along. And speaking of get along, one thing that always always gets along is all the creative minds on the true penny show they put together one incredible show check out james true penny and his cast of wrestling minds as they go ahead and talk about all things in japan when it comes to wrestling the true penny show you can find them anywhere fine podcasts are made available to you and you can engage with them on both facebook and twitter at the true penny show and if you'd like to engage with the man himself we often refer to him as the man wearing the jacket with the elbow patches and the bubble pipe, Mr. James Truepenny. He's probably sitting somewhere right now reading a big, big encyclopedia of wrestling history because that's the kind of guy he is. And speaking of James Truepenny, he is not only a wrestling historian, but he loves to tell stories about what happened in wrestling. Guys, you're not going to want to miss telling stories. You're going to want to listen to James Truepenny. This week, he looks at gimmick matches in the Rough Guide to Violence. Once again, that's James Truepenny in Telling Stories. And once again, as I mentioned a couple of times before, Power Slam TV. If you want to see over 4,800 hours of unbelievable wrestling content with over 120 promotions. You're going to want to check out Power Slam TV. Hey, and I got a great deal for you. Right now, if you'd like to get a free month of Power Slam TV, here's what you do. You ready? You got a piece of paper and a pen? I'll give you a second. All right. You're going to want to go ahead and go to Power Slam TV and type in promo code MULLETWATCH. I'm going to spell that out for you. M U L L E T. W-A-T-C-H, Mullet Watch, and check that out. Man, I'm sure that you got some free time. Come on, the wife's out doing the shopping thing. Maybe she's going grocery shopping. Maybe the weather's not that great. Maybe you're just bored. Check out Power Slam TV. I think it is the way to go. All right, well, that's going to do it, like I said before. But I also want to let you know this really quickly. Gosh, just when you think I'm going to shut up, I just keep on going. If you like listening to the wonderful sounds of my voice, join myself, Jerry Lynn, and Mikey Whipwreck as we talk about all things in professional wrestling 
and in the world of ECW. It's called Front Row Material. We are on the MLW Radio Network. You can find us anywhere fine podcasts are made available. You can follow us on Twitter at FRMPod. You can follow Mikey Whipwreck at Mikey Whipwreck underscore. And you can follow Jerry Lynn at It's Jerry Lynn. And once again, you can follow me at Mike Freeland. We are having shows dropping every single Wednesday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the United States. Once again, you can find us anywhere fine podcasts are made available. All right. That's officially going to do it. I promise I'll shut up now. For my amazing producer, Dara O'Connor, for one of my best friends in the world, Mr. Tony Cottom, I am Mike Freeland. We will catch you next time on the Freeland Wrestling Rewind. Hey, Rona, how's it going, man? Good, how are you? Hey, uh, thanks for taking time to to talk with me, man. I really appreciate it. Let's start off with your uh, return to NXT and the WWE um, brand. What was it like to come back, and how did it come about? Uh, they really just phoned me up and said, hey, uh, you want to come down to NXT? And I'm like, yeah. And it was uh, maybe a week and then uh, before, and uh, I just booked the flight to travel all that stuff went down there um had a great uh response from the fans um you know and social media was a buzz about uh you know about my return and stuff like that mm. i was very exciting i got a holy shit chant from the crowd just <laughs> from uh coming to the ring so it was uh it was a uh, pretty uh pretty uh impactful you know personally yeah. What was the, the the reaction very well received. Well, I was one of those fans that w- was incredibly happy when I heard that um you are back. I was like, oh my god, Rhino's back! Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it was well, awesome. Thank you. Um, what was it like to be back in the WWE? Because you haven't, you weren't there for nearly ten years. Like, what was it like to to be back yeah. in that system? It was it, it, it still is fun, you know. I and uh, I enjoy the NXT brand. Is uh you know that's what a lot of the fans are talking about. They're talking about NXT this and NXT that, and you know, and all um all positive things too. You know, so yeah. it's just like you know, a lot of people ask me, you know, cause I'm not under contract with them. Oh, okay. um, you know, so I I uh, I still do independent mm. all around the world, but I stay you know, pretty busy in the states, and I like driving. So, um, so the thing is, is you know, first they probably have to put me under contract to go on Raw or SmackDown, but I really enjoy my time working with the guys in NXT and really enjoy the brand, and I really enjoy, uh, you know, their 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 schedule and stuff like that. And, you know, and I have the freedom to, you know, work with younger guys and uh, um, outside of the WWE that eventually will be in NXT and, you know, and then, Raw and SmackDown, and you know, so, and so it's, it, it's fun. It's it, like I've got the best of both worlds, mm. so I'm very blessed. And do you have any desire to go um, to the main roster, or are you, are you happy enough being on NXT? Because I know a couple of the lads down there are happy enough being on NXT. Finn Balor being one of them, like, mm-hmm. um, right now, um, no. But if the opportunity ever arose, I'd I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't want to. Okay. Um, but right now, I'm very comfortable there. Um, one thing I'd like to do is uh, wrestle the, the arena here in Detroit is Bill Lewis Arena. 
Mm. And I'd like to at least wrestle there one more time before they tear it down. I know they're building a new uh, arena, so I don't know how many more wrestling events they're going to have there. Right. But um, if NXT has no um, plans on going there, I'd like to wrestle either on a Raw or SmackDown. Most likely it would be a live event, but uh, that, that definitely would be a goal because I haven't wrestled there in, uh, oh, geez, probably 11 years. So mm. it's, it's one of those things is more of a, you know, a personal, you know, thing. Mm. So I hope you get as it, man. As far as wrestling the building, not in, you know, for a brand, like whether it's Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, know, so. I get you, I get you. Well, what 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 are some of your favorite matches that you've worked with in NXT? Who are some of the guys that you like to mix it up with? Oh, it's just the the talent there is just incredible. Um, you know, I uh, actually wrestled Samoa Joe. Um, you know, and we we wrestled a few times before um, on the independents and uh, for TNA. But um, I always like you know getting in the ring with uh, Joe and mixing it up. But as far as some of uh, like Finn, uh, so talented. You know, and uh, just uh, very talented. I mean, being over in Japan for years, you know, and then, uh, you know, and he learned a lot over there. And then just uh, with WWE, he learned so much more. Um, you know, it's just like he took that next step, you yeah. know. And it's kind of like myself, like ECW, you know, and then I took another step, you know. And uh, uh, when I went to WWE and, you know, and, and so on and so forth. Yeah. You know, so, um, and as you get older, you take you know steps um, as a person, you know, outside the ring. So, I get you. Um, but some of us don't. <laughs> some of us act like we're in our early twenties and we're in our mid forties. You know, so I've seen a lot of wrestlers do that. But right. anyways, um, yeah, yeah. So, so it's just uh, like um, Baron Corbin. I mean, yeah. guys, talented. Um, the tag team divisions, uh, I, I really enjoy watching that. The women's division is just, you know, on mm. fire. I mean, they're it's amazing. Yeah, they're, I mean, they've raised the bar, you know. And that, and taking nothing away from the uh, female wrestlers on um, Raw or SmackDown, they don't get a lot of time, you know. Yeah. So, um, and you know, but but what happened is. You know, the, the female uh, talent in NXT has definitely raised the bar. So on Raw and, and SmackDown, uh, the female talent will, I, I'm thinking, get more of an uh, opportunity to shine, you know, more so than what they have had. I hope so. So I think they've just, uh, they've just, um, they've just uh, set the bar really high and, you know, look, look for uh, the main events on, you know, big shows, you know, from female talent. So. I hope so. I'm, anyway. I'm a big fan of female uh, wrestling, so you know, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally I'll with you. you. I would love to wrestle Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> She's very good. And she tries to scare me. I'll gore, or <laughs> or it might be the other way around. I'll gore her to kick out, nip <laughs> up, and then spear me, and then it'll be one, two, three. Uh, the crowd will go wild <laughs> for that, man. I can tell you that much. Oh yeah, she slapped me in the figure four, but I've uh, I've been training the legs pretty hard lately, so. Right. Might have to slap it on extra tight and grab the rope. <laughs> <laughs> Only when the ref's not looking. So. But no, she's very talented. Uh, Bailey, you know, is so talented. And, you know, Becky, you know, mm. she's very talented. Yeah. So. 
Well, um, just moving away from NXT real quick. Um, you had an amazing run in TNA from 2005 to 2006. Um, I have to say, you had probably my favorite match twice, both in uh, WWE and uh, TNA at Unbreakable in 2005. That match was unbelievable. Have you got any fond memories from working with TNA? Um, yeah, you know what, TNA, uh, um, I wish them well. I uh, I hope things uh, uh, get squared away as far as like TV. And I think they're still on Destination America. Yeah. Um, I don't get it with my uh, uh, provide dish uh, cable or dish provider. But um, thing is, it's just it's one of those things where uh, they they get close to really really dialing it in, and then it seems like they switch the dial. You know, and yeah. uh, I mean they they I mean look they they've had a lot of great talent and a lot of great memories. You know, and they've created a lot of great memories. Um, you know, from guys like Abyss to Samoa Joe to Kurt Angle. You know, obviously Kurt made his name in WWE, but you know, it's just like guys like Kevin Nash, even Hulk Hogan was there for a little bit. Mm. Um, Sting was there for several years. It's just you know, a lot of guys, AJ Styles they created. Um, you know, so it's just you know, and I mean that's part of my um my uh history as far as being in this business and you know, and I've I, I really enjoyed working with some of those guys from AJ Styles to Biff, you know, and uh it was Booker T I worked there and probably one of my um top five matches was with Booker over in London. Well Alright man, cheers, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it and it was my uh, cool. pleasure to talk with you. Thank you. Take care, man. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, guys, that's going to do it for this edition of WrestleView here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, WrestleView.com, and NerdToKnowMedia.com here on WrestleView.